In our last episode, the travelers continued to explore the hag's strange house. Eventually, they entered a tower full of furniture sized for giants. The tower sprung to life and started smashing itself on the ground with the party trapped inside. When it finally broke to pieces, Day, Ichabod, and Waylon finally found themselves standing before the hags. Our adventurers today are David, who plays Ichabod the Wizard. I think I think we should snuggle up. <laughs> and I need changing. Kieran, who plays Waylon the Barbarian. Nope. Fuck you, cursed items. Theron, who plays Day the Druid. That looks like a good place to get attacked by junk. And our DM, Hazel. There's something magic going on here. I better look away. Welcome, fellow travelers, to Legends of Chell. Standing in front of the house, you see the hags. There are uh, two green hags. They basically look humanoid. You've seen them before. Uh, You saw their portraits in the foyer. Uh, They look very similar, though they're wearing different clothes. And then there is this large hag. She is like nine, nine and a half feet tall. She is huge. She looks like she's like covered in like twigs and moss. And her head looks small in comparison to her body. And it kind of looks, her face, it basically looks just like, like an old human woman. It's like you stuck an old human woman's head on this massive, like giant body warped, distorted, giant body. Hmm. Her arms are huge and hang down to, like, mid-calf. And they look at all of you. We see that you have found us, says one of the green hags. In common? Yes. Okay. Who was it that spoke to me before, if I may ask? I'll ask that in Sylvan. The same woman replies in Sylvan. He says uh, to you, It was I. I am Tabitha Rotcrawler. I'm going to turn back into my human form. We, we want to thank you for the, <laughs> the honor of visiting your amazing home. Ah, uh, deception track? <laughs> <laughs> the other green hag laughs. <laughs> And then she turns into a dwarf. She gets much shorter. And uh, she's got a nice beard going on. And she looks at you and winks. And says, it was our pleasure. And Tabitha, yes, I'm glad you enjoyed that. It is impressive that you have made it here. Not many have. We've been... 
watching you for quite some time. But please, tell us what it is that you desire of us. How can we help you? We, we mean no disrespect. I'll say, I continue to speak in Sylvan for now. We mean, mean no disrespect, but I would ask permission to switch to common so we all might understand the conversation. Is that all right? Certainly, she says in common. I mumble translate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm the only one here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she did start out in common, and then Ichabod switched it to Sylvan. I, I wanted to make sure it was going to be okay. <laughs> we come here from our town of Bell's Run, and our town finds itself in very dire straits indeed. We come to ask if you can help us in our circumstances. We would do anything to save our people if you are able to offer any help. Mm. And what would you have us do? Perhaps you can use your great magics to guard the, the town against the onslaught from the forest. If you could lay down a warding spell to protect our people. I see. We could do that. What do you offer in return? I can see that just by the fauna <laughs> that you maintain, perhaps you are fascinated by new and interesting creatures. We would, we would be interested, nay, excited, to go and find more creatures of this sort if that's the sort of thing you would want. The sort that only exists here in your menagerie. Hmm. That could prove interesting. We each do have our own rides already. And I am not certain there is anything out there that we have not already seen. Tell me, is this protection, this shield, all you truly desire for your town. Would you not instead prefer it to be free? Free of these attacks from the monsters forever, perhaps. Do you know why your town is getting having such trouble with these spiders? Have you ever thought why they might be coming into your town and not staying in the forest. We've spent so much of our lives just trying to survive. It's afforded us very little time to think about why. There are far more deadly creatures in the forest than giant spiders. And they have been growing stronger, more populous. If you are willing, I think I have a course that could aid us both. We will give you some things to aid you on your way, if you agree. If I may, the idea is that we would remove the, the creatures that are driving the spiders out of the forest. A bit more than that. At the center of the forest, there is... A creature, a man, 
who guards a portal that is letting all of these foul beasts into the forest. If you go there and stop him, we will give you what aid we can. Are you saying we can stem this corruption? Yes. I'm we have been testing try. you. And you seem adequate. <laughs> Gonna get that on a little pin. <laughs> <laughs> you seem Dot, dot, dot. Dear diary. <laughs> I said I was adequate today. Oh, yeah. Okay. If I may, who do you know who this man is? He is an elf who has lived in the center of the forest for uh, centuries, thousands of years. Who knows, really? He is a dark wizard who has opened this portal to some other plane that is filled with these monstrosities. We have tried to stop him in the past. The great kingdom that was here has tried to stop him, though most do not dare go into his sanctum. So this this elf is the reason that all of this corruption happened and Avarn fell and everything like that? I am unsure. He has been here longer than us. We think that perhaps these woods were always strange as far as we can tell. We think perhaps there was something here, and he just used it to make it worse for his own purposes. So if we are able to find the elf at the portal and stop him. Do you require more from us once that happens? No, and neither shall we give anything more to you. We require no price, and you will not require us to do anything else other than the gifts that we shall give you. It is a quite equitable exchange. Killing him will close the portal, and Bell's Run will be troubled no more. Can I do an insight check? You can. <laughs> I would also like to do Oh, dang. Check. All right. So I, nine. I, I rolled a, uh, a two, so nine. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a seven. <laughs> I want to roll a nine. nine. <laughs> oh, I think it's just an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, <sighs> seems feasible. It does seem feasible. It doesn't sound like she's lying. Yeah. I believe it would be worth investigating. Yeah, we've spent so much time just, just trying clear. to push back the corruption. Never occurred to me as an option to stop it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think we... If one man can stop a kingdom, how do we stop him? Yeah. Do you have more information about... The man and his protections and stuff like that? I can tell you that it will be a hard path. He is surrounded by monsters, and the closer you get to the center, the more challenging the monsters are. We will not be able to protect you from the forest like we did on your journey here. 
That's a good feeling. That's the worst feeling that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I mean, I guess unless we would have died from that Matryoshka <laughs> if they hadn't been protecting us. <laughs> there were plenty of opportunities to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For all of our lifetimes, and I suspect many lifetimes before, there was a merchant that came to our town. Does he play any part in this? Mm-hmm. He's the only visitor we ever had. You see the large hag. She reaches into a pack on her back, and she takes out these handfuls of bones, all different sizes. Some of them <laughs> look like they could be human. Uh, some of them look like they're from animals of various sizes. And she takes them. And she tosses them on the ground. You can see them roll and tumble. A couple of them crack open. Mm. And she bends down and she looks at them intently. And she goes, This merchant was of the Fae. And he traveled here and other places, but something stopped. He was denied. That's why you are here. Something powerful. I cannot see what. I mean, if we have an evil elf that already has access to other dimensions, I don't imagine it would be too much of a stretch to say that that wizard has something to do with it. Especially if he's suddenly gotten stronger. Right. He would have to have, because the merchant has been coming as long as anyone in town can remember, mm-hmm. even the professor. And the spider attacks weren't always this bad, so it's right. well, it's the more power he's amassed. It's di- disrupted. Hell, if I know how it works, but... <sighs> All right. Well, I, I don't speak for my companions, but I will accept this job. I think we should accept to investigate it specifically. <laughs> I don't I, know if we can promise to kill a centuries-old wizard. Well, I think that if we fail in our investigation, that's because we have died anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I agree to, to try it, I think. Okay. Excellent. And she has these long fingernails. You've probably seen, like, the people in the Guinness Book of World Records. Who <laughs> oh, no. She just takes a section of that, and she clips it off. And she hands it to you. <laughs> Helpful. <laughs> this will allow us to talk to each other. <laughs> now, as for the aid that we can offer... She holds up a mummified hand. This hand will be a faithful companion. And it will lead you straight through the forest to the center where you may find this wizard and slay him. The dwarf hag comes up and holds up a fairly standard lantern with glass Uh, panels in it, except for 
there is a beating heart inside of it. She says, this lantern will allow you to see any invisible creatures. You will be able to better spot any secret doors or traps or anything that is hiding. And then the large hag pulls this tall conical object. It's about three feet high out of her pack. It's got a couple of like tentacles that hang down and it looks like it's made out of stone. And she says, this hat will draw your enemies closer so that you might stab them better. Or it will allow you to lift yourself up to get a better vantage point. Hmm. So does anybody like the sound of any of those particular items? I already have a hat. <laughs> so to think about <laughs> I guess the hat's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Helm of the Roper. Ah. Hmm. Oh, now I know why you were smirking the whole time you were reading that. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like this is going to eat my head at some point. No, she just really likes Ropers. <laughs> so anybody for the hand or the lantern? Well, if, uh, does the lantern only work for <laughs> the person who uses it or can... It's just the person who uses it. <sighs> And I mean, the hand will be beholden to one of us, but it'll help us all out, essentially. Mm -hmm. I'm good with either. I think that possibly since I spend so much time as a creature, it might make more sense for Ichabod to take the lantern because he always has hands. <laughs> but I don't want to brag. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, works for me. Yeah, you take the hand, I'll take the lantern. Okay. Wow, okay. I have a whole sheet of paper. Well, it has a stat block. You guys didn't fight the hags. Great. <laughs> that would have been a really bad mistake. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> Which is why we're like, why the fuck are they telling us to go fight a wizard? <laughs> yes. Yeah. One, well, it one sounds... tragedy at a time, right? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like there's a level of, le or an after level of XP between here and there, so. Yeah. <laughs> But still. <laughs> Ooh, it has blind sight. It understands our language. It's immune to many things. It's immune to being turned, which is cool. Oh, that's nice. What is it? A mummified hand, hag item, uncommon. This unmoving hand can be awakened with the command word, which I assume they'll tell us. Okay, you can decide your own <laughs> Once awoken, it will follow its companions instructions until its command word is spoken again or until it loses all its hit points. If it loses all its hit points, it will fall into a dormant state and cannot be reawakened until the next dawn. That's powerful. Uh, in combat, it acts under its own initiative. Uh, <laughs> and it can be used as a guide. So it's a CR one quarter undead creature. Uh, pretty strong. It's immune to poison, charmed, exhaustion, and turn undead. And it has the ability Guiding Hand, which is the same as the spell. You can name a major, a major landmark, such as a city, mountain, castle, or battlefield on the same plane of existence. Uh, and it will guide you to it. Sweet. Oh, and it can cast Inflict Wounds once a day. 
<laughs> yeah, I probably should have raced the CR, but I wasn't really too worried about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a modified crawling. <laughs> it was originally a CR one quarter. Yes. Now it can guys inflict wounds once a day. It's probably like <laughs> CR two, three. Oh, and it claws the same as me. <laughs> with with I can even choose the Wait, type of damage. Float or crawl? It crawls. <laughs> its speed is the same as a person though. Oh, okay. And it can climb the same speed. It's climb of thirty. Okay, thing. It only has ten hit points. <laughs> Which I bumped up a lot. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm making this more combat useful too. I'll give it 10 hit points. It won't die in one hit. Cool. Yet. <laughs> nice having someone in the party with fewer hit points than me. <laughs> I have the helm of the Roper. As an action, you can cast multi-attack. Uh, or can use multi-attack for each to attack with the, its two tendrils once each and use real. The tendrils have a 25-foot reach, which is very useful. Each tendril has an AC of 16 and HP of 10. Damn. Destroy tentacles, regrow it uh, next on. And yeah, I can pull any creature or object grappled by you 25 feet straight to you or pull yourself That's what 20... you want. <laughs> or pull yourself 25 feet toward any creature or object that you are grappling. Mm. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was very proud of that item. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ugly having this big three foot long thing on your head. We but. all have ugly head accessories. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have on your head? Uh, my arcane focus is a knit hat that I made for oh, myself out of all random bits of yarn. And it has like big ugly tassels at the sides of the face. He doesn't have enough. We want to use a circular blasting. <laughs> Yeah, and the, the goggles. Oh, right. Her <laughs> goggles. We look weird. <laughs> uh, you can tell us about the lantern. It's got the beating heart inside it, which previously belonged to an unfortunate soul that was very good at finding things that were hidden. <laughs> oh, poor Hufflepuff. When I'm holding it, I gain the ability to see invisible creatures... I gain advantage on spotting traps, secret doors, and hidden creatures. And also, I can use it to cast Knock once per day. Ooh. It recharges it. Oh, nice. One. That's nice. Good. I'm glad you think so, because I thought, this is, this. is I think this is the weakest item, but it might be useful enough that it's Knock once a day comparable. Is, is comparable to in, inflict wounds once a day. Uh, and the guiding thing is a random plot. Nonsense, anyway. <laughs> we need to come up with a name for the hand. Okay. Do we have more questions for the hags? I feel like we should. <laughs> um, was there anything else that we absolutely had to ask them? Oh. I'm going to look into one of their eyes, into Tabitha's eyes, because she seems like the leader. And I'm going to hop. <laughs> <laughs> Always confuses. Okay. <laughs> Roll an intimidation check. I'm not trying to intimidate. That's what I want you to roll, though. Okay. This would be the time to roll. 13? <laughs> or a natural one. <laughs> she looks at you and she tilts her head. And she says, What are you doing? <laughs> uh, before we set out, Somebody told me to watch their eyes and hop, so 
I'm trying it on everyone until it works. Ah. <laughs> Mad Marley. Oh, you, you, he, Mad Marley made it to see you? No. <laughs> no, he did not make it past the mind light. Uh. It has been some time since we have seen anybody from your town. That makes sense. Have you been waiting for someone to come? Yes. I recognize that you're probably not going to answer me straight, and that's cool. Are you watching people from other places, or is it just us? If it makes you feel better, I'd be happier if there were people from other places, because if we screw up, our town is just fucked anyway, and that's it. I'm trying to... <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not talking to give you time. I'm, like, really just explaining. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what else might border this forest. I know Yanshi's just across the road. They're so insular, though. Yeah. <laughs> we are watching other places, but they are much farther away from Bell's Run, and unfortunately they would have to come through a thicker part of the woods and they would not have the aid of the witch walk. Hmm. We could move it, I suppose, but right now Bell's Run just seems like the best place. I give her this look that's like, you recognize that we're almost definitely the last people coming out of Bell's Run if we don't succeed. You see that? Yeah. Yes. And if you do not succeed, then we shall move the witch walk to our most likely next candidate. Cool. <laughs> like being disposed. We would never dare to make any demands, so consider this to be a humble request, so that we may focus all of our attention on the mission ahead of us. Would it be possible for you to provide temporary protection to Bell's Run? I would hate to think that we might be distracted by worrying for our loved ones. Give me a persuasion check. Can I aid? Yes. Can I, can I say, I would give anything for that. I would owe you a favor if you want. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. 21. She looks at you, and then she turns back to the other three, other two hags that are not. Anybody speak giant? No. Nope. All right. So they move closer together and they start talking amongst each other in giant, which is very loud. <laughs> and then after a while, Tabitha turns back and she says, As long as you remain alive... We can provide this protection, and should you survive, we will certainly take that favor. Of course. Consider that offer to also be for me. Leave Waylon out of it. He has a family. <laughs> you know I couldn't let you face whatever they Don't. tell you to do alone. I'm Just, going. Yeah, but you don't have to be open to a nebulous favor. 
Alright. The Anis Hag comes forward. And in her hands, she is clutching this large bone. It looks like the leg bone of some large creature. And she holds it with one hand before you and takes out this large stone knife. And she hands it to you first. She says, carve your signature. In the bone? Yes. Okay. With this large knife? Mm -hmm. Do I have to use this? It's a little unwieldy. I can do it. I just, okay. So I'll I'll do that. Okay. I'll I'll do it like runes, basically. Yeah, it actually carves in a lot easier than you thought it would. Okay. So I'll sign my name the way I usually do. Okay. (laughs) I hand it to Ichabod. All right. Carve your name. I do. Oh, we're, now, now we're married. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the all three of us? Of plan. <laughs> Me and Ichabod and this hag are all married <laughs> to each other. <laughs> um, after the two of you sign, you see the signatures start to light up red and start to smoke. And then she takes the bone in her mouth and she chomps down onto the center of it. And when she pulls away, you can just see these black, like, indentations of her teeth. Cool. In the bone. That's probably good. That's probably fine. Not ominous at all. And then she takes it, and she walks into the hut. (sighs) I'll spend some time attuning to this little hand buddy. Yeah. Unless anybody wants to do anything else, that is about all that I have. Okay. That bone thing that I just made up was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) It was. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Legend of Chell is an Orc Zone production made possible through the support of our wonderful patrons. Join us at patreon.com slash orczone. To learn more about the players and their characters, head to orczone.com.